Okay, I think uh, we actually might have something going here. Took me a little bit of time, unfortunately, uh, to get this uh, set up on the, on the phone. And unfortunately, I'm doing this on the phone today because my computer is in the shop. So it's going to be like a mini Ultimate franchise or Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily, uh, but we will have uh, the same sort of fun. Uh, just uh, letting everybody know in our chat in Telegram that we do have it going. So would love to hear your thoughts uh, in our chat uh, for whoever is joining us. Say hi if you are joining us in the chat room. Would love to know who is here. And uh, we've got uh, some interesting stuff to talk about. We'll only be on for about an hour today. No guests, uh, unless Trish needs something. Trish might pop in, uh, my lovely wife, and she, maybe she needs me to, like, you know, let a spider out. We don't kill spiders around here. We gently let them out. Maybe, maybe she needs some help with that or something, or maybe she needs to get uh, a can of beans out of the closet in here. Uh, by the way, can I do this here? Uh, I just want to show you. This is the uh, office, the marsh, as we call it. Well, kind of a good thing about not having the computers. I can be a little bit more mobile. Maybe go for a tour of the uh, of the condo. That's the Andy Moog wall um, here. Hey, Arnie. What's up, man? Just giving a little tour. This is the stuff that you guys see behind me, but uh, that's the Moog wall. Uh, that's the autograph wall. Every one of these jerseys uh, has an autograph, and then there's a uh, Gretter. Everybody gets their picture. The fur fish, which was uh, something in my house that I grew up with, uh, and uh, struggle and emerge. Luctor and Emergo. Uh, when I exit this room, I always think struggle and emerge. It's a little tour of uh, of uh, the uh, the marsh, as we call it. Oh. Fantasy Hog says we have no spiders as of now. Well, you're lucky. The, every once in a while, I get a call to uh, get rid of spiders. I just got to take these off and they're tangled. Just terribly unprepared. Luctor a emergo, Larry. That's what we do. We struggle and emerge. So I got some masks and some other things, but this is really messy. So anyway, uh, question of the day. We don't have the fancy graphics. We're going old school today. We're using rotary phones and the post office. If you want to send a message to me, give it to your mailman. He'll deliver it to my door. Question of the day. Will Nathan McKinnon become the NHL's highest paid player when he signs his deal and starts this year? Connor McDavid is at $12.5 million. And listen, you can, you can make an argument that Nathan McKinnon is the best player in the NHL because he just won a Stanley Cup. Uh, so maybe he's the most valuable player, the, whatever, however you are going to define best player. I'm not sure. McDavid is the best player in the world. He's the most skilled player in the world. Does that mean... He deserves to be the highest paid in the NHL. Well, maybe Nathan McKinnon does deserve to be the highest paid now that he's won a cup. And then it's, it changes all the time. Like, I mean, Sidney Crosby was the best player in the game for a long time, and there was times when he wasn't the highest paid player. So being the highest paid player lasts for like, it's like a, when you're lighting firecrackers as a kid. They don't last very long because the next guy, we see it in football seasons all the time. X player, highest paid. Oh, 
a week later, X player highest paid. So, I don't know. Like, as a hockey fan, am I going to sit there and say there is zero chance that Nathan McKinnon deserves to be the highest player, paid player? No. He, he, you can make an argument for that. You know, he won a cup this year. Uh, Arnie says, I think he stays under Matthews' money. Then Matthews uh, will be the highest till the McDavid resign. Yeah, so... Oh, did I say McDavid was the, the highest paid? Sorry, I, uh, I'm just trying to find um, that list. But, again, I don't really think it comes down to... Well, yeah, Matthews is uh, 11. McDavid is 12 and a half. Hey, Tony, good day, Dean. Thank you very much. Love uh, chatting with people uh, in the uh, message board here on Twitch. It's, it's so much fun to get that connection again that we used to have in, when, with texting and live, live television. So does Nathan McKinnon go over 12 and a half of Connor McDavid? And, you know, as a hockey fan, like I said, I don't think I'd be like, oh, my God, that's the worst thing ever. You know, the fact that, that uh, you know, Darnell Nurse, Jeff Skinner, uh, are making more than Leon Drysaddle is a bit odd. We're going to get this uh, a little bit later with some of the Oilers. Um, Larry says, uh, yeah, uh, McDavid is the highest, uh, Arnie, uh, saying that. Larry says, surprised it has taken this long to announce the McKinnon extension. Pressure from NHL, oops, sorry, PA to, see when I read, wanna, oh, where did the messages go? There, this is really hard on my phone. Uh, pressure from NHL PA peers to raise the bar and keep things trending up, but he's a big team player and coming off a value contract. So thinking he'll take 12 on the dot, but definitely could raise the bar. And the longer it takes, the more I think his agent is hardballing this time around. Well, yeah, it, there, there is a case to be made that Nathan McKinnon should be the highest paid in the NHL. Um, he's a terrific player. He's, he's not Connor McDavid. There isn't anybody. And like I said, being the highest paid doesn't always mean you're the best player because it changes so often. I mean, that, that dry cycle contract is the one, which has to be the biggest bargain in the NHL for production. Like, I mean, we'll get to the Phil Kessel signing today. Pretty good bargain as well. Million or last night, million and a half for a year, but eight and a half million for dry side. I can't imagine what his next contract is going to be. Like, the, Leon Dreisaitl could end up at, at that point being the highest paid player in the NHL just because of his production. So the question of the day is, will Nathan McKinnon be the highest paid player in the league when this year starts? His contract's going to be signed shortly, I imagine. Is it going to be above McDavid's $12.5 million, or does McDavid stay? I like Larry's idea. Come in at 12. And then you're, you're under, you're still right there, and then we'll we'll see what happens after that. Uh, hit us up in the uh, Twitch chat. You can also hit us up on uh, Twitter at UFS Network. Uh, and you can get us, uh, you can get myself on Twitter at Duck Millard as well. Uh, so that's the question of the day. Our top three. Uh, Arnie says, keep in mind Matthews is 11-6, then Panarin 11-6 to be the second highest paid player in the NHL. And Matthews has two years left, Larry says. McDavid has four years left. So Arnie is likely right that McKinnon settles around Matthews. Then Matt, uh, then Matthews surges ahead of McDavid for his next deal. Drysaddle has three years at eight and a half. So it's possible he tops. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Drysaddle, 
who, who knows? And when you look at the NHL compared to everything else, it's pretty ridiculous, man. I mean, LeBron James is probably the second best player in the NBA ever. I'm not putting him ahead of Jordan, and there's people that won't put him ahead of Bill Russell. Depends on your generation. LeBron James just signed a $97 billion two-year deal with an option. And I'm sorry, LeBron James isn't the best player in the NBA anymore. So it just shows how far away the NHL is when it comes to contracts. And I don't know, it's never going to catch up, but they have a ways to go. Like the, the cap is 82 and a half. When does the cap get to 90 million? Like, is it five years? When does the cap get to, th- to three figures? Or, oh, I guess it's more than three figures, but like triple digit, 100 million. When does that ever happen? Does it ever happen? I mean, the caps and obviously basketball, you have smaller roster sizes, but still the NHL somehow has to keep going. Like this $82.5 million flat cap is, it's junk. Our top three today, uh, we put this out on Twitter as well. After Phil Kessel signs, one year, million and a half. Uh, we love that deal. Duckman's domination in the UFHL. That is huge for us. Gives us still about $10 million in cap space. Much more than Vegas has. But still, uh, they signed Phil Kessel. So our top three now. I want to know who your top three NHL UFAs are. So guys, still to be signed. We won't get into RFAs because that's a little bit crazy. But your top three UFAs right now after Phil Kessel signs. Uh, you can head to Puckpedia. You can head to Cap Friendly. Um, whatever. It says, judging by lightning contracts, the cap has to be skyrocketing. It says Arnie. That's a really good point. Those eight-year extensions that they're signing, they better hope the cap is going to be going up to $90 million soon. So who are your top three UFAs still on the market after Phil Kessel signs with Vegas? And we'll get into how great of a signing I think that is and how it could turn out to be. Uh, you know, the one thing Vegas has had trouble with is health. The one thing Phil Kessel brings is not missing games. So uh, it, it's a great fit. We'll talk about it in a second. The number three UFA that I still have out there is P.K. Subban. I mean, P.K. Subban, Phil Kessel went from $8 million to a buck and a half. How much of a haircut is P.K. Subban going to have to take? If you can get P.K. Subban on a similar deal of one year, why wouldn't you do it? Maybe that's why it hasn't happened. Because maybe P.K. Subban is, I don't know why I keep combining words. I don't know if P.K. Subban is trying to get a longer deal. I don't know what team is giving P.K. Subban a long-term deal. Raise your hand if you... Oh, I don't. I wish I had my iPad set up. I could do the cricket sound. Like, who would give P.K. Subban a deal of three years? Why? I think P.K. Subban is going to be going the way of Kessel. The way of Marion Hossa, although he was getting a lot more money. In one, maybe a two-year deal. I don't, I don't know a franchise, an NHL franchise out there that would do that. And I'm just trying to look. I don't know who has uh, P.K. Subban um, in the UFHL. That is uh, Ultimate Fantasy Hockey League, the most realistic uh, fantasy hockey league. That is out there. That's where Duckman's domination is. That's why we are uh, so happy uh, with the fact that Phil Kessel 
uh, signed a one-year deal because uh, we do everything as realistic as the NHL. We operate with the same cap, same contract setup, and everything. So uh, the Yetis, they they they, were, they need PK Subban to sign a nice, friendly deal, one year, just like uh, Phil Kessel. So who are your top three UFAs still out there? Uh, PK Subban is number three for me. Uh, number two, I've got Sam Gagne. There's a lot of talk about you know. There's a lot of talk about. Uh, Oh, Arnie says P.K. Subban was traded. So, Fantrax, maybe, um, I, I don't know if it's up to date or not, but there's been a lot of talk about Patrick Kane in Edmonton. There's a lot of talk about Sam Gagne coming back and being that veteran presence. And uh, Listen, I don't hate it. I, I, and I was here when Sam Gagne came into the league. I was covering the Oilers. I was at their very first rookie camp that they had in Yellowknife with Cogliano. And Robert Nielsen, the, the sort of the new kids line. Um, and I really liked Sam Gagne. He was always a team first guy. Even the night he had eight points. By the way, I left that night. I had a headache. Wasn't feeling well. Went home. Massive regret. I, I get halfway home and he's already halfway to eight points or whatever it was. So that was a big mistake. So Sam Gagne is my number two. Like, I think Sam Gagne, everywhere he's gone, whatever role he's been asked to play at whatever level, he's done it. And he's been effective. You know, he's no longer a top six guy. But I think Sam Gagne could play on a third line. I think so on, on, on a lot of teams. I think the, uh, depending on what happens with Patrick Kane, maybe then the Oilers don't have Sam Gagne. But I think Sam Gagne could help some uh, NHL teams uh, out there for sure. And obviously it's going to be a, a team-friendly deal. You know, and nobody's giving Sam Gagne... I don't even know, does Sam Gagne even get a, a million dollars? Uh, you know, the Generals, uh, I believe he's still on that. Uh, oh, he wouldn't even get, like, I think he was making like uh, eight fifty. it says here on Fantrax uh, from last year. So, I don't know, the Oilers, whether it's a PTO or what, whoever's going to bring in Sam Gagne, I think you could have, uh, uh, I think it have some impact uh, for a few teams. Uh, and then the guy I have number one, is Sonny Milano, and he's a 26-year-old free agent. Uh, the Assassins own his rights in the Ultimate Fantasy Hockey League. I don't know. 14 goals, career-high points last year. And we'll see. He didn't get a qualifying offer from the Ducks. The Ducks, you know, obviously have some skill, but, like, Sonny Milano's got to help somebody. I don't, I don't understand why he is still uh, out there. There's certainly some skill. Career high, 35 points. I don't know how much it's going to cost you as far as term, but Sonny Milano would be a guy that I would be looking at if I was looking at injecting more skill into my lineup. Okay, some big stories from today. The biggest story uh, that I'm looking at in the National Hockey League is that Phil Kessel signs last night with Vegas, and they needed some help, obviously, uh, you know, you, you look at the Vegas depth chart and it's uh, very obviously top-end heavy. They get a guy on uh, an extremely, extremely uh, convenient deal. One year, a million and a half. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I, I, I know Kelly McCrimmon a bit. I was able to reach out to him and, and he said he thinks he has some juice left. I believe it. I, the one thing Vegas needs is health. They need guys to stay healthy. Well, Phil Kessel has played 982 straight games. 
He has something to prove after last year in Arizona. 40 assists. He can dish the puck out. We've seen his shot. So I think Phil Kessel has a lot more to prove than last year. He's reliable. I think he can end up in the top six. They certainly have uh, a, a lot more depth than they had uh, in the last couple of weeks when you know they basically gave away Max Pacioretty. So I think this is a, an absolutely excellent deal. A guy that has veteran presence, has proven that he can adapt and play and succeed in the playoffs. Like the the Phil Kessel it lazy is lazy take is, you know who wants that back? Like flip phones want that back. That's how old that take is. It's it's outdated. It's not relevant anymore. Yeah, he doesn't score or he didn't score as much in Arizona. I don't see why Phil Kessel can't return to 20 goals or 15 goals this year. He had 22 years ago in Arizona. So the Phil Kessel is lazy, is outdated. We're going to see him get a shot, I think, in the top six. Certainly on that power play, he's going to get some time. And it'll be interesting when you look at the, the Vegas Golden Knights and kind of the, the, the roster matchup. You know, certainly I think the Golden Knights have uh, a good blue line. They obviously have uh, some good top-end depth. Eichel, Stone, Marcheseau, uh, William Carlson, Riley Smith. Does, does Kessel now bump out a guy like Chandler Stevenson? I would think he could. Or at some point, there's a lot of rotation. But it gives them more depth down the lineup. Somebody is going to get bumped down out of that top six. And somebody's going to get hurt. So it certainly helps. The blue line is nice. And Kelly McCrimmon announcing today that with Robin Leonard out and going on LTIR, they'll be going with a tandem of uh, a couple of Western Canadian kids and Laurent Brassois, former Oil King, and uh, Logan Thompson, former Brandon Wee King, who Kelly knows very well. Obviously, depth and goaltending are going to be the big concerns for the, the Vegas Golden Knights, but their depth got a bit of a boost with uh, uh, Kessel signing today. Uh, you know, They also have Jonas Rangerberg, who, who spent some time in and out of the lineup last year. Uh, and they'll have some guys competing. And, you know, Vegas is probably going to be a team that's going to be like, hey, anybody who wants a PTO, come on in. If you want to sign a cheap contract, we'll take you. Um, so, good signing. I like it. I, I really like it for, uh, obviously, uh, selfish reasons with uh, Duckman's domination because we have Kessel penciled in to help us out. This is the reason we got so many trade requests for him and didn't want to trade him. And if you were in fantasy and you're holding on to Phil Kessel... This is paying off for you now. If you're in a dynasty league and you're in you're in a, a contract league, this is awesome. You love it. But even if you're in a dynasty league and you have Kessel as a some sort of keeper or some sort of contract system, you are loving this because he instantly went from bottom the division to potentially near the top. I still think the Oilers and the Flames are going to battle it out for first in that division. But Phil Kessel is has a way better chance at, at playing uh, with better players playing in the playoffs, and adding to his points. So all Phil Kessel GMs and owners in fantasy, they should have been celebrating last night. Especially if you are in a contract league where you're using the same cap hit as the NHL. Because a guy that could potentially get 50 to 60 points at a million and a half, that is gold, Jerry. That is amazing. So... Great siding for GMs that have Phil Kessel, dynasty owners. 
Also, I think it's a great signing for just the Vegas Knights uh, who needed something, and it's good to get some more news. We had Paul Stasny signed a million and a half. Another guy that comes on a cheap deal, wins a lot of face-offs, strong, and you know, this is this is how how teams you win in the spring by signing smart deals in the summer and getting guys that are going to be reliable, A, in the lineup, and be able to contribute, uh, whether that's uh, uh, with points, offensive, defensively, uh, whatever it is. So, good stuff there. Phil Kessel signs in Vegas. I really like that deal. And uh, I think Vegas Golden Knights fans are going to like it too. Uh, not just for the hot dog memes, but just because he's a reliable player. And like I said, the Phil Kessel is lazy uh, is some of the most outdated takes ever. How about this news from the hockey world? Mike Babcock resigns from the U of S, University of Saskatchewan. For all those, for anybody watching us outside of Canada, that is a secondary, a post-secondary uh, institution uh, in the province of, uh, if I can read the card correctly, Saskatchewan, as they said in Slapshot. Not Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, but Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, so yeah, this is a, a very, very uh, credible university, strong hockey program, strong football program in Canadian University. And, and Canadian University is a lot different than the American college programs. Um, hockey players in Canada, when they get to Canadian University, they basically have gone through the Western Hockey League or junior or, or whatever it is. Uh, some college, rarely, and, and some former pros come back and, and start getting an education because in junior hockey, you get a year of education for every year you play. So it's in, in American colleges, it's the up and comers. Uh, in Canadian university, it's guys that have gone through the junior leagues and, and probably aren't going to play pro. But it's amazing hockey. It's some of the best hockey you will ever watch. And they routinely go down to the states and play Division One teams and, and win, tie, hold their own against those. So Mike Babcock uh, coached uh, in this league at one point uh, in Lethbridge. He also coached in junior hockey and then obviously went on to success in the NHL. Uh, before uh, getting let go and and some not so nice things coming out he was a volunteer coach at this university i believe it was a two-year deal and he's decided to resign i don't know if he's going somewhere else i don't know if there's a team hiring him uh, but brandon cote who he actually coached in spokane is taking on the reins as an interim base he was the associate coach uh, played a little bit of pro uh, pretty successful junior player under mike babcock so th the question there's the question i have is Mike Babcock was a successful coach at the highest level, Stanley Cups, Olympics. His tactics have been questioned by former players quite a bit. And he was in the spotlight. And he, and he actually, you know, he used to talk a lot about mental health. And some of his players have actually, you know, accused him of not being the best guy when it comes to mental health. So then he goes to this, this program. I, I think it was sort of a repair of my image personally. Uh, and, and, and if, if he has learned, uh, how to be a quote unquote better person, you know, according to the things that were said by his former players, then that's great. If he's ready to, you know, I, I believe in second chances. You know, I believe if you show that you've learned and you show some remorse for what you did, I will point out to, to people in the past that have done that. Craig McTavish went to jail, came back. Had a successful. He he unfortunately killed a young woman in an accident due to to uh, drinking and driving. I mean, there's there's a long list of people who have not learned their lesson, and I don't believe they deserve more chances. You know, and you only get 
I think, you know, one second chance. How, you know, how many chances do people get? But if a guy proves that, hey, yeah, I, I've learned my lesson, I'm going to be a better person and so on and so on, it's good. I just hope that, you know, like the uh, Brandon Cote learned from Mike Babcock. So I hope Brandon Cote, you know, and I'm sure he has, or else he wouldn't be coaching, has learned the good and the things that weren't so good from, from what uh, Mike Babcock has done. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Again, Saskatchewan, powerhouse in that league. John Tortorella, this is interesting. Uh, in an article, he said he missed everything about coaching. Meetings, pregame, conflict with players. I mean, this guy loves conflict. Although, I had like a 45-minute conversation with him in an airport one time. It was the greatest conversation. It was like, you, like, you know how you see like the Fonz in Happy Days and then you see the Fonz in like the Waterboy and he's like way calmer? It was like that. He was so calm and he, and he does look like the Fonz. So, Torch says he misses everything and he says the Flyers should be motivated because everyone thinks they stink. Is everybody wrong? Like, do we think the Flyers are going to be really good? I guess they could surprise us. Sorry about that. Possibly they could surprise us. You know what I can't wait for with the Flyers? I cannot wait for January 2nd because they play Anaheim. And and I just want Trevor Zegras to go all Michigan all the time. And maybe by then, it will be so commonplace in the NHL that Torts won't care. Or maybe it'll make his head explode. I don't know. I have no idea, but I know that Torts hates that stuff and I want more of it in the game. I want more of it at every level. I want kids practicing this on the ODRs as they already do. I don't want somebody stifling this creativity. So it'll be interesting. January 2nd, Anaheim, Philly. And like I said, hopefully by then it's all over the place. Larry says Kessel at 8 million in Arizona versus one and a half million in Vegas is a big win at the craps table for Duck Bands. That like that's the I think that's the lead of our press release. You just wrote the lead of our press release, Larry. I might have to steal that. But it is true. Like it, it's it's you know, it's one of the best value signings of the NHL's offseason. When you look at the potential production. You, you, who's not taking 50 points potentially for a million and a half? Maybe more. Who knows? I don't want to get carried away and say Phil Kessel's going to return to 80 points. But if Phil Kessel gets 50 points, that's a huge win for Vegas, Duckman's domination, and anybody else that has him in fantasy. Especially if you're in daily and you can get him in and out of the lineup when he gets bumped up. Because you know that team is going to go through injuries. You know Kessel's uh, an Iron Man, so he's probably going to be in the lineup most of the time. Uh, by the way, we are going to start, uh, and I pray uh, pray that my computer is fixed by then because we got a lot of stuff planned. NHL team-by-team team previews right here on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily. 32 teams in 32 shows right up to the season opener. Team-by-teams. Sometimes we'll get interviews with people that cover those teams. Maybe it'll be a member of one of those teams. We'll see. Um, but at the very least, we will go through the lineups. What makes them special? What is going to make them struggle? What connection to the Ultimate Fantasy Hockey League do they have? Top three players, so to speak. So team-by-team team previews start on Monday. Uh, 32 teams in 32 days. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really looking forward to going through that. 
Uh, and I, I want all the fans to sort of chime in on what they think of their teams. We'll take a look at the rosters. Again, I, I really hope my computer is back by then because uh, we can get into more detail. We can show you the rosters, uh, all those uh, sorts of things. Uh, okay, I got to take a short break here, get a drink of water, and uh, we'll be right back to can you continue this mini version of Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily here on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Twitch channel. Okay, I think my mic is, uh... oh my, are you kidding me? Paul Goldschmidt just went deep again. Oh my God. Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Prairie Wheat Sox in the UFLB, just crushed one for a second of the game. Like, we're going to get to uh, big performers from last night. We're going to have to look at today, too, because... The old man power, Paul Goldschmidt, has crushed the Cubs twice today. <clears throat> and St. Louis, the Cardinals lead the Cubbies 8-2. to 
And that was a no-doubter. Straight away center field. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Drip says, did you see Aaron Donald hitting people with helmets? What? Aaron Donald is like smashing people with helmets today? I did not see that. I saw, I read something about, uh, oh yeah, with Joe, was it with Joe Burrows? Oh my goodness. That's not good. Uh, man, if you're swinging a helmet with somebody, you're getting, you should be getting suspended. Now, I know that there's, there is nobody more confusing with their suspensions than the National Football League, but that is a weapon. That's like, there's a famous story, and someday I'll get Dave Jamison, uh, former communications uh, director for the, es- uh, for, formerly when they were the Eskimos. Yeah, exactly. Drip says Miles Garrett got six games. Exactly. Anyway, Dave Jamison will tell this story better than I can. But to paraphrase it, a guy at, at then Eskimos camp got into a fight. They sent, sent him off the field. He came back with like a crowbar or a bat or something like that and went into like, uh, like that's a weapon. So it was a helmet. Like this is crazy, man. Oh, wow. Uh, I'll have to look at that, uh, check that out after. I wish I could bring that video in here, but unfortunately we can't. And, it, you know, especially if you're getting anywhere close to the, 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 the most important player on the field of the quarterback. I mean, he's got a Bengals helmet too. So he's like swinging the other team's helmet. Oh my goodness. What are we going to see here? Like what kind of, I, I haven't seen the full video and I, I don't really think it's like, uh, uh, great etiquette to be watching videos i can't you can't really tell there there is a uh, a great shot though of him holding uh one helmet drip says he has two of them <laughs> just rip two like i listen there's a lot of guys i would take ripping my helmet off before i get to to uh Aaron donald huh that, that's gonna be ridiculous man thanks for pointing that out drips uh like what are some of the more bizarre things like you know there's Terry O'Reilly with the shoe uh, in Boston was it? I think it was Terry O'Reilly jumped into the stands uh, with a shoe and started uh, going after people. Um, like here's the thing about nowadays and when we grew up. Like when we grew up, and and you know when I grew up, I should say, even back in the day. Remember Hank Aaron breaking the record? Those two guys running on the field. What do you think Hank Aaron is thinking? He's getting death threats all the time. And then these two guys jump on the field and run around with two white guys uh, that, you know, people are threatening this guy's life for breaking a record and they jump on it. Or do you remember people of my generation will remember her as Morgana, the kissing bandit. She would always run out to the field and give a player a kiss. You wouldn't get within five feet of a player now and you'd get crushed by either the player or security. Like that guy that tried to get after Ty Domi? Oh my god. I the guy the person I worried about the most in that situation was Domi getting sued after he crushed the guy. How about the guy going after Mike Bug and Mike Tyson on the plane? You poke the bear, you're gonna get eaten by the bear. Speaking of Mike Tyson, new show coming out about him. It's unauthorized. And 
Tyson doesn't like it and says it's a lot of exaggeration. Will you watch it, even though it's unauthorized? That's what I want to know. Will you watch the Mike Tyson show? I think it's an eight-part series. I think it's on Hulu. Will you watch it, even though it's unauthorized? So, how do you confirm? We know some of the stuff because it's factual. He went to jail for rape. He did a lot of drugs as a youngster. He grew up in a terrible situation. I think he said he was doing like smoking crack cocaine as a teenager or something. So we know some of the big things. He likes tigers. Um, you know, some of those things. But the rest of it, the, the inside, the lead up to it, how do you know if this is true? If it's an unauthorized biography or whatever it is of Mike Tyson, how do we know the stuff that is supposedly leading up to what we do know happened is true? That, that's what all I'm saying. I'm not telling you not to watch it. I'm asking you if you will watch I don't have Disney, so I won't be watching it unless it comes out on something else. Um, I, and I'm always worried about, it's like anytime you watch something, it's like, this is based on a true story. How much? You know, if the guy that it's about says, yeah, I authorized this, I'm obviously going to be inclined to believe more of that than if the guy who it's about says, this is bull, then I'm going to be like, well, how fictitious is this? How sensationalized is this? How, you know, like I watched a movie the other day about something to do with horses in South Dakota. And in the movie, there was all this gunplay. None of that happened. It was based on a real story. So that's all I'm saying is. Are you going to watch this to to see the sensationalism of Mike Tyson's life and then believe it, even though Mike Tyson's saying this is not authorized? So I don't think I like I, I might watch it for just to see what it's like, the production value and stuff. But I would certainly be taking it with a grain of salt until, you know, and, and listen, Mike Tyson, he did his own Broadway show. His story is already out there told by him. Why is this now coming out unauthorized? That kind of makes me wonder. He already did his one-man Broadway show. He told the story. He said everything. And now that we need an unauthorized story about Mike Tyson, that kind of tells me that they wanted to do a show with Tyson. He said no, so they went ahead with it anyway. And then they said, screw it. Let's make it really funny and sensational. Like, and, 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 and listen... Do we really need to sensationalize Mike Tyson's life? I mean, read his biography. This guy had, you don't have to make stuff up, man. The guy has had one of the craziest lives anybody could lead. And, you know, has gone, like I said, second chances for people. Mike Tyson did terrible things. And then he learned about himself. He learned why he did some of those things. He took the time to better himself and has redeemed himself in my eyes. You know, he's a big spokesperson for cannabis and health and wellness. Oh, now NFL Live is showing uh, the Aaron Donald mess. So he's going down with two helmets and then he gets up and, oh, that was, ooh, it's going to be ugly. So anyway, Mike Tyson is another guy that I'd say has kind of redeemed himself. You know, he got, you know, got popular and funny again, thanks to the hangover movies. So a guy that, you know, I don't think you need to make up a lot of stuff about, personally. We'll see. We'll see if that show is popular. 
like you said, he did his own Broadway show, so I don't really know why there needs to be another one uh, that comes out there. But like that guy in the plane that was like, you know, Beacon Mike Tyson. These people, like that that guy just wants to get punched so he can try to sue him. And I just, if I was a judge, I would throw that out and be like, "You, you got what you deserve. You got rocked by Tyson. Get out. Uh, so yeah, we mentioned NHL team by team previews will start Monday. Looking forward to that. I'd love for you to chime in on your favorite team, especially for those that are in uh, the UFHL. You can chime in on you know how important certain players are to your uh, franchise. The Women's World Hockey Championship underway. Uh, Canada took on Finland today, four one. Uh, that's not a surprise. The kind of big shocker that came out in a rare thing, and not that it's a surprise in a bad way, but Troy Ryan gets a four year deal. Uh, from Hockey Canada that will see him behind the bench uh, for Hockey Canada, the women's program at the next two Olympic Games, or the next Olympic Games, rather, 2026 in Italy. Uh, the track record is there. The guy takes over from Perry Pern halfway through the season, uh, wins Olympic gold, the double-double, right? Uh, wins Olympic and the World Championships. So that's not a real big surprise. That was the, the other uh, hockey note. I haven't seen if anything else has been going on lately. There's a lot of talk about Patrick Kane in Edmonton. Um, what, like, what are we sent? What is Edmonton sending back? If you're an if you're an Oilers person, what could you send back in a deal for Patrick Kane as far as contract? Because you you know, obviously Chicago's going to have to retain some salary. You know, do they take the Mike Smith deal? I don't know. It gives less LTIR for the Oilers. Can you get Tyson Berry in the deal? You know, because you got Bouchard, you got Broberg coming. Do you need Berry making close to five million, or maybe it is, I think it's four and a half? I like Tyson Berry, but when you have guys that are going to be making entry level contracts and he is redundant, you need to make room somewhere. So retaining himself, you know, it, imagine if you could. And, and and I know there's there's fans of him, and I and I like the player too. I just don't like the contract. If only you could get them to take Darnell Nurse. <laughs> They're not taking Darnell Nurse for whatever how many years at only Kessel. Like that's the contract you'd honestly like to get rid of. It just it sticks out like a sore thumb for that Oiler team that needs as much cap space as possible. So what would they take back? As I said, Nurse would be ideal. Not gonna happen. Barry, Mike Smith, they aren't paying it. Um you know, it's really too bad you couldn't trade dead cap space in the NHL because every team would be, like, there'd be so many crazy deals if you could trade, like, James Neal's dead cap space to somebody else. But it would obviously get pretty uh, complicated. Uh, it would be pretty hard for uh, for fans to, to follow. So something else we can talk about, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about a lot over the next, uh, until it gets done, uh, is, you know, what sort of... Uh, how did the Oilers or the Leafs or whoever work Patrick Kane into a deal? Okay, let's talk a little baseball. I mentioned uh, just as we came on the, the air, Paul Goldschmidt, two bombs today against the Cubbies. One of them just now here uh, in the top of the eighth, dead center at Wrigley. Just an absolute rocket. Old manpower from Paul Goldsmith. But uh, the Phillies are saying Bryce Harper could be back earlier uh, than planned. They're two games up on a wild card spot right now. 
Cavalry would really uh, like to see Harper back in the lineup in the Ultimate Fantasy League Baseball because they're fighting for a playoff spot. He's been out since June 25th, and as he should be, he's absolutely crushing AAA pitchers. And this is the thing, in, in Ultimate Fantasy League Baseball, unlike any other fantasy league, or most other fantasy leagues, Cavalry wants him healthy, even if they miss the playoffs, because he gets picked up in, by a playoff team in the playoff draft, which gives them leasing money. In all the leagues on UFFS, they go right to the end and have playoff drafts. So when the real world trophies get handed out, so do ours. So Bryce Harper coming back early is massive, massive, massive. Uh, not only for the Phillies, who are you know trying to finish as high as they possibly can, uh, but also uh, for Cavalry in uh, UFHL. Or UFLB, rather, sorry. Uh, yeah, the Phillies uh, have a two-game lead on uh, San Diego right now for that wild card spot, and you know I like uh, the the they're nine and a half games back of the Mets. I, I do not see them catching the Mets. I do see Atlanta having a chance to catch the Mets in the in the NL East with only a game and a half back. Um, but man, this St. Louis team—they're just rolling, as I mentioned against the Cubs today. Eight and two in their past ten, a bit about to go nine and one, or uh, nine and one in their past ten, just simply incredible. Nineteen games above five hundred at home, a game under five hundred on the road. So that's not good news um, uh, because the they well they're they're a division winner, uh, so they're going to start. Uh, just checking. Uh, They'll start with home field advantage, uh, but only in the first round. Uh, so anyway, Bryce Harper could be back very soon. That's good. Paul Goldschmidt, absolutely crushing uh, the baseball. Two home runs today and doing it at, you know, sorry to say this, but sort of an advanced age. Paul Goldschmidt is not a young buck. He's third in his 30s for sure. Uh, I'm just going to uh, look it up for sure. I know um, I know for a fact that, because we talked to Clark Monroe about it uh, the other day, it, is that uh, Prairie Wheat Sox have him in UFLB. And I, I, I don't know about, I, like, I this is a surprise for me. I let Paul, I dropped Paul Goldschmidt in fantasy uh, a couple of years back because I thought, yeah, this like, he's 34 years old and he could be the the NL MVP this year. Okay, is it me or are guys playing longer, extending their careers, and getting better? Not everybody, but look at Albert Pujols right now. Miguel Cabrera says he wants to come back and play again. Like, I don't know if, like, Nolan Ryan was the ultimate old man talent, but Paul Goldschmidt is 34, likely is going to be the NL MVP, could be, could win the Triple Crown this year. 375 fantasy points in our league. That's incredible. You know, and, and one of the reasons that Prairie Wheat Sox are leading the league. Francisco Lindor with a bit of a bounce back. Uh, with at least 20 home runs and uh, closing in on 85 RBIs helps out. But Goldschmidt. 33 home runs, 105 RBIs. And I don't even know if that's counting today. I don't know how up-to-date this is. 
But Goldie, at 33 or 34 years old, is getting it done. So that's really, really impressive. Uh, other top shelf performers last night. Like, that's Goldschmidt today. How about Jose Ramirez? Another guy that's not young, but still crushing it. Still, I think he's like right around 30. Obviously, with the Cleveland Guardians, dragging them into the playoffs. And as, uh, as Clark mentioned the other day, maybe get some votes for MVP because he got a team uh, that nobody expected to be in the playoffs, in the playoffs. Central came in loving that. 19 points last night. A pair of home runs, three, three RBIs, OPS of 3.8. Pretty impressive. Uh, oh, man. I don't know who the uh, right fielder for the uh, Cardinals is, but he certainly misplayed that uh, fly ball and then did not know where it was. He's got great flow, though. Anyway, Cole Irvin of Circus Sports Trout, another great performance last night. He of the Oakland A's, 20-point outing. He's a starting pitcher. He goes 7, doesn't give up an earned run, strikes out 11, gets the quality start. How long until Oakland, the A's, follow the Raiders to Vegas? Like, it's just, you know. And how lucky is it that the Golden Knights got in there first? <clears throat> That's amazing. The Golden Knights get in first before everybody... Then the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA's got to get there at uh, at some point. At some point. Uh, speaking of basketball, UFBA or WBA semifinals. Uh, uh, we've got all obviously the WNBA playoffs going on. Aurora is the number one seed in UFWA. They'll take on the Sparrows. The Sparrows won by I think four points in the semifinals. So it was really close. Bull City Blazers, number two, take on the uh, Diamond Arrows. Uh, the Diamond Arrows knocked out the Skunks. That's Mooch's team, I believe. Uh, they were a bit stinky, he said. Uh, they had the uh, one of the lowest point totals in the uh, round one. So it's Aurora versus the Sparrows and uh, the Bull City Blazers against the Diamond Arrows. I And I'm thinking the uh, semifinals... Uh, they got underway on the 28th, it says, according to the WNBA uh, website. Seattle Storm, Las Vegas Aces, Connecticut Sun, Chicago Sky. Chicago knocked out New York Liberty. Uh, so that's going on. Uh, check out uffsports.com for uh, all of that uh, that you want to know about uh, for uh, the WNBA fans. And I wanted to talk about this yesterday. Unfortunately, we weren't able to to get on the air. But this this new PGA setup that they're going to have and trying to keep the players happy. So Monday nights, they're going to have teams play in like a virtual studio. I don't even know if I like playing virtual golf, much less watching virtual golf. Like I want to watch real golf, but I guess it could be cool because the technology and you can have so much more fun. It could be more relaxing. So at first glance, I was like, I don't know, but then, who would have thought watching video games and things like that would get so popular? And look at Twitch. Look at this channel. Twitch has been so popular with that. Uh, people doing that. Uh, it's on Sportsnet, uh, the championships. So this could be really awesome. At first, I was like, this is dumb. And this is why you don't go on the air right away. You think about things. So maybe I'm glad we didn't. The more I thought about it yesterday, the more I thought, if the technology is really cool, then that's great. And if we can get a lot more personality out of these guys and things like that, then that's great. If it's just them hitting into a screen, yeah, I, I can 
I don't know. I would much rather see them on real golf courses, but we'll see what happens. One thing is for sure. I don't think the, you know, and I'm not getting into the political side. I don't think live golf is bad for the golf world. You might think the reasons the players going there are bad, and that's fine. You're allowed to have your opinion like the dude. But I think it's good to have competition. And I would love to see at some point down the road, Team PGA, Team Live in a Ryder Cup format. Bring that on. Like, that's what we want to see. Now, Live has to get better players. There's, they would get wiped. The four would get wiped with them right now, even though they have some good players. I want to see that, though. Like, like the NFL and the AFL. Like the uh, you know NHL and the WHA merger. I'm not sure the two will ever merge. Uh, just because of the political backstory. But I want to see them at some point compete against each other in a team concept. And we're going to see guys go back and forth in the worlds and the majors and stuff like that. So at first I didn't like the virtual setup. And now the more I think about it, maybe there's some cool possibilities with technology. And if we can see some personalities and we could have some fun. There's, there's The more I think about it, the more I think there's an opportunity there to... Certainly, give golf fans a, maybe you know more of a look into into who their their favorite players are, and they can be a little bit more relaxed and stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, if it's gonna work, but at least they're trying. They had to do something. They had to do something before more guys, uh, you know, jump ship and head over to live. All right, that's it. No guests today to thank, but uh, thank you for tuning in uh, for everybody that tuned in and. Uh, chimed in in the message chat. I loved it. I uh, love for Drips pointing out the Aaron Donald helmet swinging. Like, what do we think Aaron Donald's going to get? Two, five? I, I still haven't seen him hit anybody, but the still, the swinging is crazy. Our question of the day, will Nathan McKinnon be the highest paid NHL player when this season starts? You can chime in on that at UFS Network on Twitter, at Duck Millard. And our top three, we want to know who your top three NHL free agents still are out there. UFAs, I went with Sonny Milano, Sam Gagne, and P.K. Subban. Phil Kessel signs in Vegas, one year, one and a half million. Huge deal for the Golden Knights. And those guys, Duckman's Domination, Ultimate Fantasy Hockey League. If you want to know more about Ultimate Fantasy Hockey League or any of the leagues we have or our scouting platform, the highest stakes, most realistic fantasy you'll ever find, Check it out, uffsports.com. And scroll down on your Twitch. You can subscribe, like, really helps us out. Leave a comment. You can find our schedule and find all of our social media. See you back here tomorrow. Maybe the computer is fixed and we'll have a full show. Or maybe we'll still be on the phone doing it old school. Thanks, everybody. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your Thursday. And we will talk to you later.